0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.
1: Today's episode of Straight from the Source is brought to you by Remarkably Remote, a new daily microcast from the experts at GoToMeeting, all about making work from home work for you. With indispensable intel on how to stay sane, motivated, and productive at home, we're here to help you in this brave new remote working world find us on smart speakers or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app you can also listen at go2meeting.com/tips that's go2meeting.com/tips Thanks, everybody, for joining Straight from the Source with Michael Russo. Another uh, great episode uh, planned. And, again, uh, you can always listen uh, ad-free on the Athletic app and The Athletic. And uh, you can also listen to Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, Very happy to be joined today uh, by the leading goal scorer in Minnesota uh, history. Uh, Ranks third in points with 792, 386 goals. First with 73 game-winning goals. Second with 120 power play goals. Uh, if we finish this season and uh, next season, there's no doubt that Zach Parise will be able to break Phil Housley's record there. And in Wild History, ranks third with 192 goals, 27 from becoming the all-time leading goal scorer in Wild History. Zach, how are you? I'm doing well, Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing great. man. Um, uh, you know, yesterday was an enjoyable uh, day. You know, the, the one thing about this, uh, it feels like a lockout, but this quarantine that we're in, Zach, is that it's just been... From from my perspective, it's like your every story that you're writing. You're basically manufacturing. Uh, yesterday, it was actually fun to to watch you and Landeskog and Ben and and uh, Blake Wheeler on a on a video chat with reporters, and it actually turned out I thought very entertaining.
2: I thought so too. It was it's kind of fun um, when you're getting. I, I guess not so much the hockey questions, a little more the the life questions. Um, and I, I I know Wheels obviously I have not met uh, Gabe or Jamie in person. Um, but I, I, it was, I thought it was cool. I thought it was fun to do.
1: I mean, to me, the most entertaining part was when you and Gabe were talking back and forth about that 2015 opening night, uh, where you had the hat trick and it was the fastest four goals in wild history. You guys are down four one going into the third period. You scored four goals in five minutes and seven seconds. You had two of them, but on the first one, he uh he clocked you you just got up like it was nothing went to the net and put in Pominville's pass for your second goal of the of a, an eventual hat-trick and he it, it, it what was funny about the whole thing is that he pointed out that he was in the locker room for the entire comeback
2: yeah he uh I remember I remember seeing him go to the locker room after that hit and I was thinking to myself he got the worst out of that one but that hurt me pretty <laughs> good too um but I yeah. think he might he might have
1: cut himself or or I don't remember exactly but yeah he was gone I think for a lot of the third period. What is, what is it like in something like that? Because, I mean, you know, Ben and Landeskog, you compete against them or five times a year. I mean, they are they are hard-nosed yeah. competitors. I'm sure on the ice it is not fun, probably a lot of talking. Um, to then see them actually as human beings, uh, you know, Gabe having his kid there as well.
2: I, You know what, it's, I mean, these guys, like, everyone's hard to play against. I mean, those guys especially, they play the game hard. Um, they're in your face, they're physical. Um, but I don't, to me, it's not any surprise. I mean, all the guys are good guys off the ice. I mean, but every, certain guys play with that extra edge that I don't want to call it dirtiness. Um, cause I don't think they're dirty, but they play hard. They finish every hit. Um, but to me, it's not surprising. It just seem like nice, really nice guys off the ice, which I, I wasn't surprised about.
1: Let me ask you the, um, you know, the one thing that always, I, I, you know, I'm impressed with you, Zach, is on that play. I don't know um, if you remember the the play where he hit you, but you do pop back up. You go to the net. It was pretty vintage Zach Parisi where you just don't say anything to him. Um, even after, after you score the goal, he skates right by you and is probably expecting you to say something to him, and you don't. How, how do you maintain your composure on the ice where you're able to – to just kind of not only just pick yourself up off the ice, but then when you score that goal, you're not, you're not cocky about it in any way. You
2: know, I had a coach tell me, um, and I mean, we all get to your boiling point, but, uh, my coach at Shattuck told me when he he said exact people are going to try to get you off your game. This is when I was 16, 17 people are going to try to get you off your game. He's like, you are not as good of a player when you start talking back to them. He said, you're just not. And, So I've always, I've always remembered that. And I've tried to take that part out of, out of my game. And granted it happens Um, stuff is set out there, but for the most part, I try to as best I can stay away from that. Um, I, I remember that game um, when Colorado, I think they were up three, nothing or four to one. And Cody McLeod was, you know, the benches in Colorado are pretty close to each other. And Cody McLeod was leaning over yelling at me, telling, you know, just saying a bunch of stuff, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I, I'm a choker, I lose in the gold medal game, I lose in the Stanley Cup finals, blah, 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 saying all this stuff to me. And I was getting so pissed off um, at some of the stuff he was saying, but I wasn't saying anything back to him, I didn't say anything back to him. And then I remember the same thing, like when I got that hat trick and just looking at him, I didn't say anything, but I just looked at him and you could tell that he was like, oh, crap, you know, <laughs> that that backfired.
1: Yeah. And at the end of the game, uh, you know, wild fans were actually reminding me at the end of that game, Landis kind of lost his mind on the bench. He was like, you know, reaching over and, and him and Miko were, were barbing that entire uh, opening night as well. So
2: oh, I I didn't remember that. And I, I I actually think if I'm not mistaken, Landis Scott also took a penalty. To give us a power play to get the game winning goal, if I remember right. So I uh, don't was don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure he did it. <laughs> I don't think he was crazy
1: about that third period. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, Zach, you mentioned, uh, you know, part of the call was all the, also the life stuff. And, you know, I find it entertaining because, I mean, you know, you know, right now, I mean, we're pretty much all doing the same thing. I mean, obviously, you have three kids and you're playing a full time father at home. But then yep. at night, you and Alicia cozy up and you're putting on TV like the rest of us binge watching shows. And the biggest <laughs> thing going on right now in, in America is, and probably Canada uh, is, is Tiger King. I mean, this is one crazy Netflix documentary series. Um, what have you thought of the show? I love its music videos. Those those the video, <laughs> music videos just kill me. I, I, I mean,
2: it is the, these people are, it's, I don't even know how to describe it. I think everyone knows what I'm thinking, knows what I, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah. just a bizarre lifestyle. Um, I mean, don't, I mean, it looks, looks cool. They got all these animals and tigers and whatnot, but a weird lifestyle and, um, but the one, like I said, the one thing that stuck out to me was the music videos this guy made. I mean, they were priceless.
1: I, I mean, the one song he has, he has a song called Uh, saw, saw a Tiger, and the lyrics are something like, I saw a tiger and the tiger saw man as he's staring into the eyes of a tiger. Uh, I, it's, Joe Exotic. it's great.
2: And then, and then he makes Joe Exotic, makes, he makes the one uh, song about the lady feeding her husband to the tigers, like. I mean, you can't
1: make it up. It's awesome. With a a like a stand-in that looks exactly like right. Carol Baskin, who might be the actually, nuttiest person in the entire show, by the way. Oh, she
2: was driving me nuts. Um, but yeah, I actually thought that that was her. I'm like, oh my gosh, this looks identical to
1: Carol Baskin. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, every mannerism she has. These people. I mean, every every single character is crazier than the next. Yep. and I don't know if you saw the news yesterday I don't know if it was real or not because it is April Fool's but I don't think it is um, I saw on the uh, a story written yesterday that actually the Tampa police are now gonna reopen the case of the disappearance of her first of her first husband um, really yeah which, yeah, <laughs> which I all mean, because to me, all because of the Tiger King it is it's crazy it's uh, yep. if you're not if you haven't uh, watched this and you're listening you have to watch Tiger King uh, any other shows you guys are watching?
2: Um, we just finished up the second season of, uh, all American, which was okay. It was kind of cheesy at times. It was pretty good. You know, we watched last night, um, HBO did a documentary on, um, that, uh, what was it called? It's called the scheme. Um, Oh yeah. The basketball, and a, uh, pay to play. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. We watched that last night and I thought it really good. I have to watch that one. Uh, Yeah, that was. uh, I think the it was something with the Adidas uh, executives and basketball coaches and. and Yeah, uh, yeah, and
2: it it was it. It was to me. It was. uh, I mean, if you haven't seen it, you don't know what I'm talking about. But they, to me, like I I understood where the guy was coming from because if you ask me, I think the NCAA, like these rules are. I mean, I don't agree with a lot of it, and looking at it from this guy's perspective. And how he got in trouble with the FBI right. for not doing anything—it um, mm-hmm. was bizarre. And how they were trying to trick these NC and the basketball coach—I don't know. I just—it it was a weird, weird operation they had going.
1: I'll have to give that one that one a watch. Um, let me ask you something else, uh, Zach, about watching stuff. And again, you're listening to Straight from the Source. To subscribe to the Athletic, uh, go to the com/slash/straight-from-the-source for 40 percent off. Um, Zach, uh, it's funny. I did a, a podcast last week, a really entertaining one, as you can imagine, with uh, Alex Daylock. Oh yeah. And in the middle of our podcast, he got a FaceTime from Ryan Hartman, and I just thought that was hilarious. Is is that how you guys now are communicating? Is that I mean, how often you've maybe it's different with you with having three kids, but how often are you guys actually FaceTiming with teammates right now? Um, I mean, it happens. I think it's
2: more, a lot of the young guys do that more often. I guess I'm not much of a FaceTimer. I mean, I did it with a couple (laughs) of buddies the other night, but I, 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 I just, if I got to say something, I'd rather call them or text them. But I guess everyone's into the FaceTime now, which we just got our daughter an iPod and,
1: she loves facetiming so other than with <laughs> her i don't really facetime anyone is is it um has it been tough with uh with the isolation right now like are you, do you have to keep your you know your your kids away from from your your mom and and same thing with alicia
2: i mean unfortunately we do our best to just uh keep it our family um and and keep i mean we 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 have been using our babysitter um, but she's just by herself as well. So we're trying to do it just to keep it us as much as we can. Um, uh, just just to be safe. You never know. Um, so that's that's what we're doing here. We kind of got the doors locked right now.
1: It's funny. Staloc said that he gets three or four FaceTimes a day from Jordan Greenway.
2: I believe that. <laughs> i i'm surprised it's only three or four i
1: do believe that for sure and he, he said every time he's gaming and all that stuff so yeah um that was I don't have that, that kind was some of, time. of the yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was some of the lighter moments yesterday too is uh you know john dellapina the former new york daily news uh, rangers beat writer now works for the nhl and he moderated the call and and the way it worked is that we asked uh, all the beat writers that were on the call were able to ask three questions and then they picked a couple uh, to ask you guys. And then he moderated the rest. But one of them was who would you most want to be quarantined with and who would you least? And poor Jordan Greenway, who won the uh, the athletic wild player poll as the uh, who would be the worst road roommate. Uh, he yep. he was your your pick as, uh as who you would not want to be quarantined with.
2: Yes. And I think I <laughs> explained it pretty good on their wife. Um <laughs> And if, I mean, if, if people for the people that didn't hear that, he's uh, he's always tired. Um, he's <laughs> like you were saying, I think he just games all day um, and he's 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 a, he's dirty. Like he's just a, he's kind of a slob um, pizza boxes all over. You know what I mean? Like I just I don't think I don't think we'd last very long together.
1: <laughs> but yet uh, it's but he's funny. a great guy. Yeah, you chose he's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah and uh and and that is I mean he he is hilarious, and it was funny Staylock was saying on last week's podcast, poor Jordan Greenway is not here to defend himself. I'll have to get him on, but uh he said that that uh that you know that he teaches Jordan like about life like the difference between renting and owning, but he said that he said that Greenway probably doesn't know the difference between like dish soap and this type of soap that you're supposed to put in the uh, in the dishwasher. I don't know how the, stuff.
2: I don't know how this guy's gonna make it. I really don't I, <laughs> he needs. He needs someone to move in with him and monitor him because I just, the essentials of life, he doesn't know. Uh, he's, I, <laughs> uh, he, uh, fortunately, he's playing a game for a job. And that's like, he, he, he
1: needs help. He needs a lot of help. Um, and then conversely, you picked Erickson Eck and Stalock as the two people that you'd most want to be quarantined with.
2: Yeah, I think Eckers uh, got a really good sense of humor, but he's also quiet. Um, and, I feel like he'd be really easy to have around. Um, and, and Al's just pure entertainment. Um, he, I, I would hope at some point he would stop talking so he could get some sleep. But he is, I mean, you know, he's a phenomenal guy. And, and he is, it seems like he's, he's up
1: for anything. It's funny, uh, the, the week before that uh, I ran your story, your thousand game story. Um, I ran an Alex Daylock feature, and that came from an interview Zach, where I went to the Lake Elmo Inn with him, and I'm not kidding you. I put the recorder in front of him, asked him one question for an hour. Later, I turned the, off the recorder. Like it was barely, it was it was just him talking. Yeah, yeah,
2: and that's that's not surprising. On the bus, he'll have like four conversations going at the same time. And he can't just <laughs> he can't just be there. He's got one with me, one with him. He's playing Fun Run with someone else. It's <laughs> It is amazing that this guy's got going on. I, I I just don't see him turning his brain off and sleeping at night.
1: <laughs> one of the great uh, things that last season uh, Dusty Peterson, your videographer for the Wild, uh, did was he put a mic on him when he backed up a game in Vegas, and just the stuff that comes out of his mouth during a game play. Like I don't yep. know if he was doing it just because the mic was on, but I mean, he, it is hilarious. It was it was one of the greatest little video vignettes that, that Dusty's put together. So maybe you've heard this, and I don't know if this was on the video, but
2: he was—he kept going, John, back and forth with the ref. I don't know what happened in the game or whatnot, but the ref finally told him, he said, Stalak, you could give a woodpecker a headache. And I thought that was <laughs> the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it was unbelievable.
1: Which which ref was it?
2: I don't know. I'm
1: sure Al knows, um, but I don't know which <laughs> ref it was. But I, I thought that was great. That is hilarious. Um, the the uh, uh, what was I going to just ask you something? Oh, but the, the one thing that was ironic about you putting the Erickson Eck as part of this is that the fa- my favorite story, bar none that I wrote this season um, was the Erickson Eck story that the feature that I wrote on him when we were down in Tampa. Um, at the beginning of the season, it was back early December, and I did a story on the Mister September, Mister September T yeah. shirts that you and Stalock put together. With, <laughs> with... <laughs> you got to tell this story. I mean, it's just absolutely hysterical. It, poor Eric Sinek. He comes into camp every every year. He's in physically great shape. Boudreau used to just rave about it and you guys dubbed him Mr. September and you and Staylock took his likeness and put it on a Peloton bike and gave it to every team.
2: <laughs> yeah, we we kind of stole uh stole the idea from the twins. They would always do they would always do t shirts for players and so we kinda stole the idea from them. Um but he uh I will w- when I'm done, buddy, okay? I'll set up. Okay. <laughs> he wants me to set up a game for him. Um give me you a couple do minutes, that.
1: okay? Yeah,
2: can I can I do it while I'm talking here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, well, I'll do my best to multitask here. Um, so
1: <laughs> this I is perfect, it's... actually. Let, let on, people buddy, know what's so. like what your life is like right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is it. Like just little chihuahuas running around the house, nipping at our heels all day. <laughs> um, so let me know if you can't hear because I'm going to my basement right now.
1: Okay.
2: Um. So, so yeah, like you said, he would come in every year and. Uh, and dominate the dominate camp dominate the uh all the physical testing you know like we we do this i think it's uh it's a two mile or i think it's a two mile bike ride or five mile one of the two and uh he he'd, he'd get off this 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 assault bike and he's barely even breathing hard i mean everyone else like i remember pross guys throwing up pross lost all color in his face um and he got off the bike, like it was no big deal. And then he does the skate test. Like it's no big deal. And and like you said, Bruce every, every year was like, he looks great in camp. You know what I mean? He's is by, by far the best player, this and that, and this. And so finally <laughs> we had heard, you know what I mean? Just internal joke. We, we had heard enough of it. Like, right. You know what? Like this guy is by far the, the best player every September. You know what I mean? So that's, <laughs> we, we kind of partnered up with the guys at soda stick. And, um, Al was doing a lot of the leg work as far as making the design and that's what they came up with. And, um, I, I mean, I thought they were great. I, they, they were so good. I wear mine around the house. It's, it's such a good t-shirt.
1: I mean, it is, I mean, his face on the bike is what makes the T shirt perfect. It's perfect.
2: It is so perfect because it's like in that story that, that I was telling you, like, he just, he
1: pisses other people off on the other team and he gives, that's like the look that he gives, you know, <laughs> Have you ever – I mean, that's the funniest thing to me about Erickson Eck. I mean, you you mentioned Cody McLeod. We all see, you know, Ryan Reeves, uh, you know, Roussel. I mean, we all see what they do on the ice to tick off opponents. Erickson Eck is just the most subtle agitator there has to be in, like, hockey history because he doesn't do it dirty. but he he does people He makes people snap on the ice just because of that look on his face. He does, and and like I told
2: you, he just kind of – He's strong on the puck. Um, he's he's smart, like all three zones. He's he's a responsible player, but it's almost like he he just intentionally bumps into you, and and you know what I mean. It's just like he's always jawing back and forth with skating back to the bench with other players. Like they're slashing each other as they're going back to the bench, and it's just, I mean, it, it's he just gets on her guy's skin. But like you said, he's not he's not doing anything where where it's noticeable or anything that's dirty by any means.
1: By the way, you're uh, again, you're listening to straight from the source with Michael Russo to subscribe to the athletic, the athletic.com slash straight from the source articles galore. I mean, even though we are in hiatus here as a hockey world, I mean, I cannot even believe the amount of content and stories that all of our 400 writers are putting together, but we also have podcasts galore and this is a great week. I mean, not only do we have Parisi on this show, but uh, Riley Shahans on Oil Can, uh, Jack, uh, Barrett Jackman and Jeremy Rutherford on the We Went to Blues uh, podcast this week, have both uh, Brady and Matthew Kachuk. Dallas Aikens, uh, the head coach of the Anaheim Ducks, is on with Shane O'Brien and Josh Cooper on Point Breakaway. And uh, Thomas Drance and Jeff Patterson have Vancouver Canucks coach Travis Green on the VanCast. Travis Green uh, from a uh, World Series of Poker uh, fame. Uh, that's my favorite thing about Travis Green. And, of course, we have the best here with Zach Parisi. Zach, by the way, what are you putting together for Jackson?
2: Um, I, I just got an Xbox for him and playing um, NHL 2020. And it's the first time I've seen it. And it's unbelievable how good of a job. Right now they're playing playoffs at home. And the details to our rink and the details to each individual player, like how they skate,
1: how they do everything, is is unbe- it's amazing. And will he be the like? I asked. Staylock did the same thing. He bought it for Simon last week, and he said Simon, his first team that he picked was the Dallas Stars, not the uh, not the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Jack going with the Wild. Be, he did go with the Wild. Yep. And and will he? And and will he? I mean, so I mean, this has got to be like like what do you think go through goes through a six year old's head right now, where he's going to see you as a in a video game right now? He thinks it's awesome because he
2: when I was upstairs
1: and he was playing, he came up and in the middle of the game he said dad you scored
2: you know so for him (laughs) I think it's it's really cool to see he's he's I guess he's exposed to a different I guess kind of life seeing this and being at the rink like this is normal for him to you know you know he knows all these guys that he's playing you know what I mean so um I'm not sure he really grasps it yet
1: one one of my um I you know that thousand game story that I wrote on you last uh, month it, it really was uh you know first of all it was incredibly gracious that you and Alicia allowed me into your home to do the story with uh with your mom as well there um and it was it was honestly one of the coolest uh, experiences I've had writing a story but the one of the to me the most heartwarming parts of the story was all of you guys talking about Jackson playing hockey and how you know basically they Jackson you know, just the mannerisms that he has on the ice, that he is essentially you, um, as a kid.
2: <laughs> I know. And that's, I mean, my mom, uh, said even yesterday, like how much from the side he looks like me and how much, I guess just the way he acts, uh, reminds her so much of me when I was younger and sports and, and like this right now, I remember playing this all the time. NHL 94, 95 with my brother. Yeah. Uh, you know, now he's doing this. It's it, for me, it's for a dad. It's awesome.
1: Let me, I mean, the, the funniest thing is that one car ride that you guys had where you were trying to console him for not scoring. And you, and you said, look, you're not going <laughs> to score every game. And Alicia's like, Alicia looked at you and was like, I try to remember that advice. Right. Right. I
2: wish I would remember that at the beginning of this season. <laughs> I know it's funny how the things that you say, you know, that, that our dads told us that, and now you, you know 30 years later i'm trying to tell him the same thing and and something like that you're just you know you you gotta i guess do what you say also you know what i mean so it's Mm -hmm. uh i thought that was a funny funny moment
1: the funniest thing also um is that or or not, not so much funny but uh one of the coolest goals that you scored this year was that game against montreal back in october where I think it was a one-touch uh, drive to the net that you buried. I think Jason Zucker put it on your stick. And wasn't there a story about that game where he basically said, you know, he wanted you to score that game because he was he scored in his game.
2: Yeah, so wasn't it was the story. Uh, yeah, so he. We, I think that was a five o'clock game or six, you know, whatever. And, and he had a game. Um, and, I, and with as much as we travel, I don't. I didn't get to see him play much. So I just said that day, like I'm not going to nap. I'm just going to go in, you know, watch him play and go to, in my suit to his game. And then after that, I'll go right to our rink. And, and he had said before the, game, I mean, he was so excited. That I was going to the game and he had, and then he was coming to hours after. And he had said, dad, wouldn't it be awesome if we both got hat tricks tonight? And I That's said, I, right. yeah, I said, I mean, yeah, it'd be awesome. Like I'll, I'll try, I'll do my best. And then he's, he, he scored, uh, I don't know. He scored a bunch of goals and kept looking at me smiling. And then, and then after our game, like you said, then I ended up scoring, uh, that game against, against Montreal. And, and he was so fired up that we both scored the same day. We both got to see it, see each other's goals. Like that was, he thought it was the greatest thing ever.
1: That's awesome. That is awesome. And that was, uh, if you don't remember that goal, I would uh, go back. I think the ga- the game was, uh, October 17th, uh, 6 PM. And you scored, I think the winning goal in the third period, Um, got a bunch of, uh, just real quick, um, uh, Zach, I do have some Twitter questions from fans. Um, Steve Ash asks, uh, what was punishment for your daughter, Amelia, for saying Fiala was her sports idol at school?
2: You know, I I wasn't surprised. (laughs) I mean, the, the obsession that she has come up with, with him. And like I said, too, (laughs) she, she started this before he went on his hot streak. I will say that she started Mm -hmm. this. I, I can't remember when it was, um, but I brought her to the rink and it was a a lot of, a lot of guys brought their kids and he, I brought her, she was the only girl there. So she was kind of on her own. The boys were playing mini sticks. She was kind of on her own. And um, Kevin went over and started playing. I I can't remember what little game she brought her. She might've brought some figurines and Kevin went up to her and started playing with her. So ever since then, she had this obsession with him and she'd always say, is my friend going to be there? Is my friend going to be there? And, (laughs) And he's so good about it too. He'd be out playing soccer before the games and she'd be walking by and he'd always make sure, and all the guys are too, but he, he always makes sure that she'd say hi or he would say hi to her. Um, She made him a Valentine that I brought to him. Like, and, and Uh so it's, it's, it's so cool. And then, and then, yeah, I wasn't surprised when he, he was her uh, hometown or sports, local sports hero. I, their teacher sent me a picture of it and I I was, we were laughing so hard.
1: (laughs) That is so funny. Um, Tyler asks, uh, uh, Zach is my son's favorite player. I went to UND at the same time as when Zach played there and tell my son to emulate his hard work, um, um, hockey and otherwise. Any suggestions that you have for kids trainings or hoping to get hockey players during this quarantine through this quarantine?
2: Um, You know, I mean, I've been playing. I mean, we, we've got a little sport court here. I've been playing, trying to set up different little obstacle courses for, for Jack's. Uh, I got him those light pucks. So he's shooting pucks in our basement. Um, and you know, actually, actually I got him one of those. Um, they're called super deakers and <laughs> I've been using it a lot actually. Now it's, it's. A, <laughs> I mean, believe it or not, I it guess it's a mini tiny, tiny piece of plastic and, you stick handle on it and these lights underneath the board light up. So you have to stick handle two of these lights all over the board and it keeps track of your score. Um, and, you know, for us, it's that competitiveness, you're like, okay, now I got to beat that. I got to beat that. So we've been doing a lot of that at home. And I mean, it's tough. The like, options are limited right now. A lot of street yeah.
1: hockey. Yeah. That uh, Brandon Molesky from KFN has that tarp shooter. That's probably a good thing to put in people's basement as, as well. That would be, um, yeah. I know that, Keith has got one of those sniper's edge things. That would be good. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Uh, Bruce Siski, the play by play guy at the University of Minnesota Duluth. Don't hold that against him, uh, Zach. <laughs> he, asked, uh, he, he has a good question, actually. Uh, you, know, you have two six year olds. Obviously, Theo's a little too young uh, to understand what's going on in the world right now. But how have you handled explaining these new circumstances in the world to your children who are used to a routine playing hockey outside, going outside, playing with their friends, going to school?
2: I mean we're we're honest with them and I we, we think they're under they're old enough to know that there's a sickness going around that you know we don't want them to get we don't want to get it. but the hard part is they you know they want to play with their friends they want they don't understand mm-hmm. that they want to be you know our neighbor kids and everyone's outside now that's getting nice and but everyone's staying in their yards and and they invite each other to go over to the yard and play and we're like yeah. I mean, it's so hard to sit there and explain to them why they can't do that, why they can't be with their friends and and it makes them sad. And and so for them to not be able to go to school and it's, I mean, it's, it's hard to, to explain to them exactly what is going on, but we do, we try to do the best we can that, you know, this will pass. Like everything's going to go back to normal. We just have to
1: follow these rules for right now. Yep. Absolutely. Um, let me ask, uh, Mr. Uh, just a couple more for Zach. Uh, Mr. V asks uh, if you had to choose, which UND dining center would you go back to: Squires, Wilkerson, or the Union?
2: Um, I had most of my meals at Squires. Um, that's actually where I met Alicia too. Um, so I'd probably, <laughs> I'd probably go back to Squires, but the Union had better food, I will say.
1: That was a great story. And in that, I think that was at the top of the story, uh, the, uh, uh, thousand game story that ran, I think February, early February, um, was Alicia talking about how, how it was your brother that actually invited her over to sit with you guys. Right.
2: Yeah. He, (laughs) He did, I guess he did invite her and then it was his, um, his birthday that night and we were throwing a little party at my house. Um, he was living in the dorm still. And so, we invited her long shot, didn't think she was going to show up. And she did end up coming and, um, <laughs> spent a little time with her then. And then, but like we, even that was September and we didn't start dating until February, I think. So, um, but yeah, Squires, that's where it all started.
1: And I know I keep on saying my favorite part of that story, but one of my other favorites <laughs> is how like oblivious Alicia was to like kind of your fame, and how like you said, hey, you know, you got back from I think it was the world ch- world championships or the or something, and you said, hey, uh, I'm I'm going to New Jersey, <laughs> and, she, and she goes to you, oh, when are you coming back? And you're like, well, never.
2: Yeah. So. She didn't. Uh, she, she didn't understand. Um, I mean, she knew. She had known that I played hockey, um, but really didn't know much about the game or much about. I don't want to say much about anything, but really, there was not exposed to the game at all. So, um, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, how how long? When are you coming back? <laughs> so, well, it's I'm not going to be. So, but yeah, we we, <laughs> we we figured out we made it work.
1: Yep, exactly. Uh, Kevin Fiala, supporter, asked if you could pick one teammate you had to go, uh, you had in the past to go on a playoff run with. Who would it be?
2: Um, gosh, I. You know, I, just because I went on one with him, I is hard to say to, to not go with just because how well he played when we went to the finals that year, he was incredible how, how well he played. Um, so just from, I, I would say him, I mean, Jamie Langenbrunner too. Um, he's always clutch in the playoffs. Um, Marty, Marty's Marty, you know, <laughs> it's, it's tough, <laughs> tough to bet against Marty. Um, but I, I would probably say just from that playoff run, I would say Kobe. He was phenomenal.
1: Yeah. You go to the Stanley Cup final in 2012. That, that means something. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, you um, uh, let me actually hear Jonathan Oliver ask from Ryder, who's his 10 year old son. Who's your favorite team when you were growing up? Uh, North Stars when they were around for sure. <laughs> um, Gabriella Marie asks, "Who is your funniest teammate?" I would, I would say Al. I, um, I, I think he is the funniest. Yeah, he is. Like, what? What is right? your like probably favorite Alex Daylock story? Oh boy, uh, as you're putting me on the spot here. Um,
2: <laughs> I, gosh, I don't even know. I wish you would ask me that beforehand. Cause then I could have actually thought of something, but now I'm drawing a blank.
1: <laughs> um, this is a good one. Actually, uh, your favorite pregame meal and what superstitions do you have before the game? You, you and Zucker, I think, uh, one you Zucker and Donato won the three most superstitious people in my, uh, player poll, which in, uh, I January.
2: can't agree <laughs> with that. I, I, I would say Donato for sure. I mean, I do, I do get a little superstitious. Um, but I don't know, but to me, they're more, um, it's nothing that's, I feel it's nothing that's permanent. You know, it's, it's, you do something, you score the game, then you do it again, the next game. I I remember, um, we were, we were at home or no, actually this has kind of been an ongoing one this year is, uh, Donato. It's just how stupid, but it's too, Donato gave me, I sit next to him in the locker room. He gave me a roll of tape in the morning for the game that night. And I said, it started as, as I took his tape and I used it and I scored that night. And then I said, I said, after the game, I said, you better put a roll of tape on my stall next game. And he gets it, you know, he knows. And so he, <laughs> he did that. And then, and then there was something stupid where I, I dropped my skate on accident and almost, I almost cut him right in the foot um, before the game. And I ended up scoring. And then next game I, I dropped it on purpose next to his foot um, scored again. <laughs> so I kept that one for a while. Um <laughs> And then there's another, uh, same, same thing with the tape, but he gave it to me in the morning and I, I said, don't give it to me until tonight, give it, give it back to me tonight. We had to change it up a little bit. And then he gave, (laughs) gave me the tape that night, scored. And then, so then from then on, it was, he'd give it to me in the morning. I'd give it back and then he'd give it to me at night, but that's how stupid it gets. We just, we get carried away with that stuff.
1: (laughs) Do you have a favorite goal that you've scored? That's a, court, can, a John asset. Can you hear Jax in the background? He said, make yourself score. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying, that. Are you playing right now with him? Well, he's losing 2
2: nothing, so he handed me the remote, and he said, score, so I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite goal with Minnesota? Um, I would say, I think the one, maybe game six against Colorado to win the game at home. Um, in the playoffs, right. Or the one game six, I think the next year game six, uh, against St. Louis to go up three to one at the beginning of the third to kind of almost put that game out of reach, um, to win that series. I would say those have been my two favorites.
1: That's awesome. Um, just a couple more. I swear. where um, Magnus asks. Um, I'd love to hear him get into detail about net front strategy. Are there subtle things that you do to avoid injury from cross checks? Um, you know, basically. Uh, you know, I've always I always talked to you about how you're the most defensive player I've ever seen in the offensive zone. The way that you're able to stick check guys <laughs> and come away with the puck first. What are, What are some of your um, your your tips about your kind of net front and and gritty play?
2: Um, you know what I. Someone sent me – this was a while ago. I think I told you this too. It's the same, same Coach Ward that sent me – that told me about not talking to the other team. He, <laughs> I was going through a little slump one year, and he sent me – it was like a graph or a chart of all the goals to that date of that season, the NHL that were scored and where they were scored from. And it was amazing. They were all scored right from around within five feet of the net. Uh, they were all within five feet of the net and he basically what he's telling me is to like, get to the net and so you know I you kind of pay attention to those types of things and it's you know it's so hard to score on a clean shot you don't get a lot of clean opportunities so I I've just kind of found that a lot of mine come from getting to the front of the net and tipping and um, but a lot of times it's about it's about timing when you get there. I mean, you try to, you try as best you can to get lost. Um, and when, when you try to get one of their defensemen focused on another player, and then all of a sudden you can sneak in behind and you're by yourself um, trying to look for a rebound or a tip. And I'm not big on, I try to avoid just standing there. Cause that's when you start to get beat mm-hmm. up pretty good. Um, it's more so about timing, getting there at the right, uh, right moment when a puck has come in or, when you can beat a guy off the wall
1: the um you know you were on fire uh when this uh this stoppage happened Zach uh you and Fiala uh team was playing great eight of their uh eight of eight and four in the last 12 12 five and one in the last 18 you had points in six of your last seven games um how, how disappointing is that uh right now that you know one who know I mean we're all hoping that you guys play again but that that you guys were playing so well and looked to be trending in such a great direction, and then to have this uh, off or not,
2: you know, it's. Yeah, I think a lot of teams are in different boats. And I, I know, you know Jamie Ben saying yesterday that, you know, all things considered, like the, the timing for this break right now. I mean, they they had lost seven in a row, so it's almost like okay, we got to we got to regroup. And um, mm-hmm. for us, we were the opposite. We were playing really well. We won, uh, you know, some some. I know they're not playoff teams, but that California trip is always a tough trip no matter what. Um, and so we played well out there. We were playing well at home, winning games, and um, we liked the direction we were going. And unfortunately, now we're stopped. And, you, you know, it's 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 an unknown. Like, how, how do you try to keep that momentum? How, how, how can you? We don't know until we get there, but yeah. um, at least we have that to fall back on is that we were going the right way
1: and as best we can continue to play that's that same way i think i said to you yesterday like you know my my biggest concern is let's say you guys do suddenly start up with summer hockey uh you know how do some of these europeans get back in the country if we're still going to have potential i I gotta think that we're going to slowly creep back into um into normalcy and and who knows if we're going to be able to get people back into the country
2: i i know that's i mean there's so many things that are have to happen way before the NHL starts. Uh, You know, I mean, I know we're so brainwashed as when can we get playing again, when can we play again, but we're, we're at the mercy of, of health departments, you know, stay in place. You know what I mean? So these things Mm. have to be lifted and finished before we can even consider going to practice.
1: Um, I mean, it's just like last night, last yesterday, Zach, right after your call, Toronto announced that they're not doing that. No gatherings until uh, after June 30th. I mean, that absolutely affects all the sports.
2: It, it does, I, but I did also in that see that it was, that does not, for some reason, does not include sports events. Like, I don't know if that oh, okay. means, I don't know if that means like playing in front of an empty building, um, yeah. but that was like an outdoor, like public gathering. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the rules, but that didn't look like it was a good sign for us.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, a couple more. Just let me ask you, you know, Miko, uh, leading scorer in wild history. Uh, could you imagine if this is the way he goes out, though? I mean. Uh...
2: I know that would be if if, if in his mind he had planned on retiring, at least go out on his own terms and, and you know it's going to be your last game or whatnot. Um, so uh, you feel bad for him that if this is not going to happen or that that that's the way it's got to end. That's
1: got to be brutal. Not to put you on the spot again, but it is it is April Fool's Day. Do you have a favorite prank that you've ever been a part of or <laughs> seen in the locker
2: room? Um, What th- there has been. Um, let me think about that. I'll try to come back to you on that one.
1: <laughs> okay. He's on the spot. Um, somebody questions. else that- yeah, yeah. Somebody else asked. Do you have any good Ryan Carter stories from the twenty twelve New Jersey Devils Cup run?
2: That guy was phenomenal um, during that Cup run. The big goals that he scored.
1: Did he score but, the? He scored the. Uh, Did he score the clinching goal in the conference finals? So, if I'm not mistaken, when he scored in the series was tied two two
2: in New York, and right, he, he scored with like three minutes left in Game Five to go ahead in the series three to two and send us back home. And then he scored That's in right. game. He scored in game six, the first goal of game six um, in the clinching game. And he, he had an awesome, that whole line uh, Gianta and Bernier had a great playoff. Um, so he was a big part of it. I think everyone remembers the, you know, the four on four brawl that happened at MSG um, <laughs> that, that Ryan was a part of, unfortunately, I I, <laughs> He got. To, actually, he did great in the fight. He ended up getting caught with one, but he did great in the fight. Um, Who did he fight I mean, again? Was it?
1: Uh, was it? Um... Stu Bickle. Yes, it was. It was Bickle.
2: So he fought Bickle, and then the, and then DeBoer and Tortorella were jawing at each other. Like it was, it, it was a crazy way to start a game.
1: Yeah, when Stu Bickles on the ice, and you we, had weird centers in that position too. You just knew that that was an orchestrated fight to start oh yeah I mean, we, we, yeah we started
2: uh gosh we started jansen bolton and carter and then <laughs> they started uh rup um dubinsky Bick. i mean they i think they put a d-man to take the draw like it was like, what yeah. is, what is happening here you know but it was i thought that place was going to collapse how loud it was after that
1: that is crazy um you know like uh just uh lastly i mean what have you uh you know how tough has this been in terms of just you know being stuck at home you know not that not that you're stuck at home but you know just sort of getting out of this routine that you're in all the time skating working out um this has got to be the most odd experience that you've ever been a part of uh in your life
2: it has been um and and i was talking to I'll tell this to my wife the there too, is like, you know, you always feel like after the end of a season, um, your body just like, it knows it's done. It just shuts down. And it, and you, you even, you even think to yourself, man, how would I have played if we had another game tonight? I can't believe mm-hmm. I was still playing. You know what I mean? And then, so it's almost like you're, you're kind of caught in that position. Like, are we done? Or I know they tell you to keep training, but you know, you're so physically, Tired from playing, that's hard to go and train now when you don't know. Am I training for anything right now? You know, yeah, I mean, in the back of our minds, we have to keep telling ourselves, Yes, we're going to play, we're going to play. So that keeps you the motivation, but it's just a weird time to, you know, do you are you are you bagging yourself now or are you just maintaining? No one's got the answer,
1: and especially because you really. You can't even train the way that you want to because you're, you know, you're working out in a makeshift gym in your, in your basement. I mean, you, there are no, even if you wanted to skate, where can you skate?
2: You can't, you can't do that. We, we don't even have yeah. our equipment, but like you said, yeah, if you wanted to train, some guys have gyms in their house. Some don't. I mean, we have makeshift stuff, but you do the best with what you got and we end up ordering a, a bike, but, um, it's just not
1: the same. It's, it's, it's tough. Yeah, man. I, Well, I hope that we do get to play again. I mean, it's uh, even from my perspective, it's just every single day. It's like it's like I said on the top of the podcast. It's like you know you're coming up with these story ideas, and part of you are thinking like, is it even worth doing it? Because you know the whole point of doing these stories is that they're gonna play again, and uh, it's just uh, man, it has been. It's been tough. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, but Zach, I really—you've uh, been very generous with your time. Jackson's been generous with your time as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I, he's, I really he's
2: lasered in now. He's lasered in on the game. We're down. Uh, we're What's, down. We're down three-one in the series to Calgary. So, uh,
1: I might have. To, I might have to take over here. <laughs> <laughs> how many goals do you have in this series? By the way, Jack, how many times has have I scored in there? Oh, just one. <laughs> it's not good <laughs> yeah you gotta get going yeah you gotta get going well hey zach i really do appreciate it and again uh d- don't forget to please rate and subscribe to straight from the source on apple if you click on the show url the athletic.com straight from the source you get 40 percent off your subscription to the athletic if you're listening on the athletic app please follow uh straight from the source as well i really would appreciate it zach thanks very much and i man i hope to uh, i get to see you down at tree rink soon uh in, in all of our elements which is uh me covering you and uh you uh trying to win some hockey games
2: yes hopefully and and hopefully you're staying safe everyone's staying at home and we'll we'll get past this yep thanks zach appreciate it thanks mike